Welcome to the BizTimes MKE podcast and our weekly debrief, a chance for you to catch up on the news of the week from the Milwaukee business community. I'm Arthur Thomas, an associate editor at BizTimes Media. I'm joined again this week by BizTimes editor Andrew Wyland and associate editor Lauren Anderson. How are you guys doing? Good. It's a beautiful day. So just a quick reminder, you know, visit biztimes.com to learn more about some of the stories we're talking about. And, uh, you know, some of these are um, insider stories. They're available to those who are subscribers to biztimes.com. Um, it's really easy to do. You should have a, a button there on the stories to, to join us. Um, and becoming one is, you know, it's easy and it's easy way for you to support our work and what we do. And we'll help us bring more of it to you in the future. And as always, a big thank you to those of you who are already subscribing. Um, we really appreciate the support. Uh, you know, so the, the, the changing guidelines uh, for those who have received the COVID-19 vaccine and kind of the continued reopening of the economy is probably one of the biggest stories of the week. Maybe we're at kind of a, an inflection point here in the pandemic. Um, so we'll dive into that in a minute, but there's a few other items um, we wanted to talk about. Andrew, I know you wanted to touch on, um, on NASCAR. And it's coming back to Road America with the, uh, the top um, cup series. And we got some more news about sponsorships this week, right? Yeah. So I, I think this is really under the radar, this whole, this story, which is the fact that the NASCAR cup series, the biggest, you know, the major leagues of stock car racing uh, is coming to Road America. It's only been, Road America has hosted big time auto racing for years, basically in the IndyCar circuits. Um, and it's had stock car racing, but in like the lower levels, like essentially like AAA, you could do a baseball analogy type of thing. They haven't had the major leagues, the, the big time NASCAR stock cup racing. Um, only once, I think in the 50s, one year. Um, now it's coming. And this is this is a major sporting event that Wisconsin is getting. I mean, this is a big deal. There's a lot of, you know, NASCAR fans out there. It's going to draw a huge crowd up to Sheboygan County at, at road America. And I, I just think it's under the radar. It hasn't gotten a lot of attention in my opinion. I don't think people have really woken up to the fact that there's another major sporting event that's coming to Wisconsin and it's going to be on the Wisconsin sports calendar. Um, every year now, um, you know, Chicago doesn't have this anymore. So if you're a stock car fan in Chicago, you're coming up here. So it's a big tourism opportunity for Wisconsin and for Sheboygan County, which is already a good tourism area. The news, the, the, the latest news, now they've been announcing the sponsors. It was last month we found out that Quick Trip will be the presenting sponsor. And um, now this week we found out that the title sponsor is going to be Jockey. Jockey International out of Kenosha. So a couple of Wisconsin companies sponsoring it. Um, I don't know if you associate underwear with NASCAR, but, uh, you know, uh, Jockey's, Jockey's going to be the, the sponsor. It's going to be called the uh, Jockey Made in America 250 presented by Quick Trip. This thing is interesting. Um, you know, Jockey is a well-known brand in America, of course. For Quick Trip, I think them getting involved in this race is an interesting chance. I mean, it's just a Midwestern brand, but it's growing rapidly and it'll be interesting to see how they can leverage that. So um, I think people should keep an eye on what's, what's going on at Road America. Definitely. 
Lauren, you you talked to Quick Trip a little bit for a story that was in the most recent issue of Biz Times, um, partially just about that decision to to be a presenting sponsor. What they have to say? Yeah, um, Mark Miser is head of marketing with Quick Trip, and he was he he talked about how with media being as fragmented as it is today, one of the one ways you can reach audiences at a particular moment all at the same time as sporting events. And um, he said it just made a lot of sense to, for them to sign on to this sponsorship. Um, he, I think he said it's, he likes to tie the brand to emotionally charged events like sports. And um, they saw the, the overlap there of NASCAR fans and quick trip uh, fans who are, are pretty, um, rabid in their, in their love for the brand. So uh, he said it just made sense for them. So, and as far as expansion goes, he also touched on that a little bit in our conversation and mentioned that we can expect, um, if they're opening 40 new stores this, this year uh, and wow. they have plans to expand uh, to some new areas. He said the UP is in, in their sites and the Dakotas. Um, I think they're still concentrated on the Midwest, but um, but more expansion to come. Sounds good. Want to shift to another story from this week? One I wrote about, um, and that's the deal between uh, Rexnord, which is Milwaukee-based, and Regal Beloit, which is uh, based in Beloit. Um, they had announced a deal back in February for um, basically more than half of Rexnord will be merged into Regal Beloit in kind of a, it's a spinoff and merger for kind of tax reasons. They think they, they describe it as tax advantageous. Um, but uh, basically, you know, Regal Beloit is buying a big chunk of Rexnord. And this week we got a whole bunch of details on how that deal came together. Um, thanks to some securities filings kind of dated back to July when Rexnord was working just on kind of an occasional review of their business and looking at opportunities and kind of started to, you know, see who might be interested in the market to buy part or all the business. There eventually were kind of three bidders for this, this portion of the business. It's called the process and motion control business. Um, it's the main piece of Rex North historically. Um, and Regal Beloit, their winning bid ended up going from their initial bid was around $2.7 billion dollars. The final offer values of company at like 3.69 billion. So, you know, nearly a billion dollars that they went up over the course of the process. Um, you know, Rexnord's board was basically ready to shut it all down in October. They didn't think they were getting the value they wanted. Negotiations still kind of kept inching along. Eventually they kind of zeroed in on, on, Rex, on Regal Beloit and had an exclusivity period. Then this Bloomberg article comes out in January and Regal's stock price goes up and adds a whole new wrinkle to the deal, um, complicates negotiations a little bit. Um, eventually in February, they, you know, they get it all figured out and they announce it. Um, just think it's interesting to see the behind the scenes, kind of this alternative history where maybe Regal Beloit doesn't end up as the buyer. Um, as it stands, you know, Rex Nord's headquarters will stay in Milwaukee. That Rex Nord name will stay around. Um, Zern, which is kind of the other half of the, the current business, um, will also stay in Milwaukee. You know, you could see with all the different corporate players in it, um, a scenario where someone buys it and it's a real um, kind of downswing from Milwaukee. 
Um, so we'll see, you know, things transition with corporate combinations over time, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It was a very interesting, you know, look inside the deal. I, I encourage people to, to read that. It's a, it's a fascinating um, back and forth in, in the, the negotiating process. And these are two really important, real, big Wisconsin companies. Um, and yeah, I think it's certainly better to see, you know, a deal like with a local company like this being done by another Wisconsin company rather than someone, a firm from out of state. So see how it plays out. All right. Well, let's shift to kind of the, the big news of the week, which I think all falls under the, the category of, of reopening of the economy and um, kind of moving towards a post-pandemic life. We're not there quite yet, maybe, but we're, we're moving in that direction. So uh, kind of a rundown. We had the CDC guidance on how people with vaccines don't really need to wear a mask in most situations. The Brewers and Bucks expanding their capacity. Um, coming up here in the near future, the city of Milwaukee lifting a whole bunch of restrictions in the near future, um, news that the city of Milwaukee and kind of downtown offices are ahead of other cities in returning to the office, the United Performing Arts Fund groups, all of those groups kind of resuming in-person performances this year, Milwaukee Art Museum continuing with its opening, and uh, news that we really care about uh, here at Biz Times, we're going back to live events. On Yay. June 29th, uh, the Brookfield Conference Center with our family and closely held business event. Um, we're going to have uh, a representative from Quick Trip there, Ryan Regal of Regal Wear up in uh, Kewaskum, Lacey Sadoff from Badger Liquor, Andrew Steinhoffel from F Steinhoffels. Um, we'll all be there. It's going to be an afternoon event. Um, it'll, be, it'll be nice to go back to, to live programming um, here in the near future. So, all of that's great news. What what do you guys make of all this with the 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 reopening um, of the economy this week? Yeah, I mean it's it's really exciting. Uh, it's it's hard to even kind of process what it all means and and how much life changes from here. But um, it's it's pretty good on my beat. It's it's good news for arts and culture organizations, um, like you mentioned. Um, all the the performing arts groups that get supported by UPAF said that they're gonna they're gonna come back to the stage this year. Um, these groups have lost twenty three million dollars in ticket revenue over the past year, which is an incredible number. And um, you know, obviously, the sooner they can get back to doing their thing, the sooner they can try to make up those losses. Um, so that's pretty huge. And then just from a consumer standpoint, it's exciting to know that performances are coming back and that we can actually. Um, go see those things and maybe see them without a mask. Um, we'll, we'll have to see what regulations are put in place there, but um, that's really good news. And, and same for the art museum. Um, you know, right now it's just a portion of the first floor that's open and it's all one way directional paths, very kind of regulated masks mandated and all of that. But um, the director said this week, they're gonna be fully reopening in July. Um, and then they're going to have a, um, a new series of outdoor events um, on their campus to to get people back out and and uh, interacting with one another again. Yeah, it'll be um, it's good, good, definitely good news. Andrew, what do you make of all this? Oh man, well, obviously it's very good news for a lot of businesses that have struggled, you know, during these socially distance required times you know, having to, you know, especially restaurants and bars, 
um, and yeah, anything with an audience. So it's, it's huge. And it's, you know, I know a lot of people are saying it's about time. There was frankly a lot of pressure and, you know, on the CDC to, to change its guidance and say, listen, you know, it's, it's time, you know, the people are getting vaccinated. They should be able to, you know, go back to normal. CDC is saying, you know, and they've been cautious clearly, but they've been studying the data and they've been watching how it's played out. And they've, they said that the vaccines are proving to be effective, that, you know, if you get the vaccine, even if you get COVID, you're getting a milder case. You're not likely to pass it on. It's, it's not trans, very transmittable if you have the vaccine. And the vaccines are proven to be effective against these, these variants of, of the virus as well. So for all those reasons, and I think we've gotten to a point, we're certain, still nowhere near herd immunity, but we've gotten enough people vaccinated and the, the, the case numbers have come down enough where you know CDC is deciding it's, it, this is the right time to do this. And I think it's also really important you know, as, as, as it's crucial to get, you know, 70 to 80% of the population vaccinated, you know, the best motivator to get people vaccinated is saying, if you get vaccinated, not only are you not going to get sick, but you can resume, you know, your, you, you can get life back to normal. And, and having that as a carrot to encourage people to get vaccinated, I think is a big thing. So I, I'm, I'm sure that's a huge reason why they're saying the time is to say to people, hey, if you got your vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You don't have to social distance anymore. So it's a crucial turning point in, in the fight against COVID. So thank goodness. Definitely. It's, it'll be interesting to see just how it feels to go kind of back out into the world without restrictions in place. Everyone's kind of, you know, dealt with the pandemic differently and, you know, been impacted by it differently. And, Obviously, you know, my, my wife works in healthcare and has, you know, saw it, you know, really up close. And so for us, it's kind of this different, um, you know, slow, maybe a little more cautious because just having had that direct impact in that way. So, but it'll be interesting to, to just feel the difference out in the world. And we, the, the photo we have on the story about going back to live events is from our M&A event last year, which was on March 12th, which is the day after, um, you know, the NBA shut down, the president had his big address. I think Tom Hanks announced he had COVID. Um, that was the day everything changed. I just remember that feeling at, at, at that event the next morning, we were all kind of standing, you know, our circles were a little bit bigger. We were all giving each other a little more room, but we didn't really know what was to come. Um, it'll be interesting to contrast that when we get back to the Brookfield conference center at the end of June and how that, that feels to be at that event. So looking yeah, I think, I think different people are going to have different um, uh, psychological adjustments. I think some people are going to be are ready to jump right back in and others are going to be very cautious. You know, after, after all these months, there's there, there a mindset has set in. So um there's going to be a, a period of adjustment for sure. Well, we'll wrap up the, uh, the weekly debrief there. Um, again, visit us at biztimes.com, uh, become an insider, uh, register for the family business event. If you're interested in coming to that, we'd love to have you and we'll talk to you next week.